Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast in which that dude, Joshua. Hi. And uh, this dude, Ian. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Joshua. How are you? Uh, I'm awake-ish. Oh, good. You ready to take a classic movie and watch it and cringe uncontrollably? Oh, very much so. Imagine we're going to do that this week. I mean, I would, ah, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. You, you picked it, so you, you tell yeah. the folks what we're watching. We're watching Patton. Classic Patton. war film. <laughs> crazy, crazy dude. <laughs> General Patton. Giant American flag. Giant American flag. Even if you haven't seen this, you have definitely seen parodies of that I scene. I know that bit, <laughs> and I know that's how the movie starts. I don't honestly recall. It made it sound like that's how we begin. He has his big monologue in front of the giant flag. And... That's quite possible. And that's all I know about this I movie. I haven't seen this movie in 15 years, so I don't remember much in the way of details. I do remember liking it. Mm-hmm. It's a plus. But I wasn't watching it through... <laughs> through the patent lens? Through the Cracker Classics lens. No. That's a difference. Uh... A few cigars and a lot of bourbon. Yeah. I don't know if he drank bourbon. He was a smoker, it wasn't would, he? Yeah. It would make sense if he drank bourbon. That would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. Hatton was quite the uh, character. Yes. That's one way to describe him. <laughs> um, I really don't know what to expect in this movie, aside from a lot of war and feelings about war that I kind of think like I'm not going to agree with. Yeah, it, I do recall it being quite pro-war. I can see that being about Patton. I mean, Patton was quite pro-war, so... <laughs> well, didn't didn't he die like six months after the war ended because... He had nothing to do. Yeah, what else was there in life? <laughs> it's all over, so I might as well be over. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's always been the vibe I've gotten from Patton. If he lived for war, and once there was no war... There was no reason to there live. There was no patent. Yeah. <laughs> so are we going to go through him being general in the war? Or are we going to get like a life story? I'm Why patent sure is sure it's just the war. Okay, good. Because I don't need a whole backstory Not as to 100%. how he became patent. Yeah. I okay. mean, there might be a little bit. Or it might just be the speech in front of the American flag. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. So we've got like three hours here. I'm trying to see yeah. what all we, we fill up with beyond just war. There's honestly not much I remember aside from George C. Scott is Patton. Mm-hmm. Like, I, because of this movie, I have difficulty seeing him as anything else. Well, he's either Patton or Ebenezer Scrooge in my book. So. Nope. I saw Patton in A Christmas Carol. That was entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, I thought he played a decent Scrooge. He did, but he was Patton. (laughs) Scrooge is kind of like Patton with money instead of war. Kind of, yeah. Similar roles. But, yeah. So, uh, a lot of blood and guts. Yep. I would imagine. Toxic masculinity. Of course. Yeah. But how will we utilize that toxic masculinity to the benefit of the American people? I don't think this is that's World War the II. reason he's utilizing it. It's but, just but, an but excuse. But isn't that why we utilized Patton? Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm trying, I've got to put my brain into, it's World War II. 
Yes. Not World War One. Nope. Like with All Quiet on the Western Front. It's not Vietnam, like with Platoon. Which one was Bridge on the River Kwai? That was World War Two, wasn't it? Oh, so we have done World War Two before, but from a different perspective. We will find out. Excellent. Shall we go find out? Let's find out. You will be back for intermission impressions and some blood and guts. Yay! When we return. Oh, George. <laughs> yep. There certainly is a lot of glory in here for some old white men. But it worked. Yeah, hindsight, it worked. I mean, we can't argue with the results. Yeah. I love his general glorification of, like, everything. Yeah. Americans love the sting of battle. <laughs> everything is for the glory of his country and for himself. Yep. Which kind of makes me want to punch him. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But everyone wanted to. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm liking this. Yeah. Does it make me feel good? No. But I am But I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really like how we keep going back to the Germans. Yeah. And getting their insight on stuff. Why not? I don't feel like we need it. I mean, I sort of get it. They've got their people finding out who Patton is and what makes them tick and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's a small thing. Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, it's been, what, maybe ten minutes so far? Out of an hour and a half? Yeah, I just keep kind of going back to him. But, I don't know, it makes it feel omnipresent narrator sort of situation. Which, yeah, this is a war that's already happened. We know what happened, and all the sides of it, and yada yada. But for here, do we need it? I would argue yes. Oh, why? I I think it's an important perspective to have, okay. especially in seeing how the back and forth happens. It's, I feel invaluable. Okay. I get there's a little back and forth, and you have their version of Patton, basically, Rommel. Yeah. And I can see the, um, the warring for glory. Ego is battling it out. Yeah. Using thousands and thousands of young men as their ammunition it's kind of the point for the good of their glory yeah but we have that already with the brits and that's kind of a more interesting story to me here you have two people on the same sides bickering with each other because they want to be the glorified one yes and no i mean he wants the glory clearly but the winning <laughs> he is the glory <laughs> he gets the glory in winning Whereas Montgomery is more about the optics. That's true. He wants to look good. Patton wants to win. Just wants to win, yeah. In glory. It yeah. doesn't matter how or why. Yeah. Yeah, it is different sides of seeking glory. But I, I feel like we have that dichotomy established just for the Allies. I don't need the German point of view in here. Fuck the Nazis. Eh, I can see where you're coming from. I like the fact that we're getting it from all sides. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a huge issue with it. I just, for the sake of cutting down time, we could take <laughs> out the Germans entirely. Yeah, probably would be fine without the Germans, yeah. yes. 
And especially since this is Patton yeah. going into Italy, where's the Italian point of view here? Who cares? <laughs> no, this is World War Two. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. It was nice to see uh, the the people of Palermo celebrating the Americans coming in. <laughs> that was fun. Yep. I like the. Well, we could give it back. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like that we took it, we could give it back. Yeah, is that what you want? <laughs> uh, there, there's uh, something there that kind of bugs me, though. Yeah. You know, we talked about we have to run it past Ike, my plan to invade Sicily. Oh, we're not going with my plan. We're going to do it this way. Well, I've never said no to an order because that's my job. I follow my orders. Yeah. But then here he is not following orders as he goes off to Palermo anyways. Well, it's because the orders he was given were crap. They were clearly crap. (laughs) He gave it a chance to work. It didn't. He's not going to continue following orders that suck. Fair point. He at least went along with it. Yeah, he was was like, all right, if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. We're doing that. That's not working. I'm going to do this. Oh, it must have been garbled in translation, the fact that I shouldn't do this, (laughs) because clearly what I was doing wasn't working. So I need to do something that will work. (laughs) I get that. I did it your way. Now we're going to do it mine, and we'll win. Ego stroking there. It's a lot of ego in this movie, but it's a war movie. Is it ego, or is it self-awareness? It's it's, it's a smattering of both. Because I don't think it's hubristic. No, I wouldn't really go that far. But there is still that overconfidence in there. But I think it's legitimately earned. Yes. But that's in hindsight, isn't it? Is it? Well, we know it worked in the end. We know it worked in the end. But at what cost? And he knows it will work. Because he's omnipresent and he's (laughs) lived every battle. Well, yeah. um, That's a fascinating part about Batman. He believed in reincarnation. Yeah, love it. you know, have whatever opinion you want of that. But there is a possibility of ego inflation there. Um, I'm the reincarnation of this general and this general and this great figure in history and I was here and I did this and I didn't, you know. You don't know. Honestly, you don't know. It's cool to have that confidence in you and to, you know, exude that, but just have that self-awareness that it might not be true. This is coming from someone who does But if he had that self-awareness that it might not be true... Then he wouldn't have then he'd be Carl the, Walden. the necessary certainty <laughs> to do what he has to do. Yeah, now now it'll get squicky with that. Well, self awareness and certainty and whatnot. <laughs> was he really that certain in reality, or was that just the confidence that he put forward because he knew he had to have that confidence to get everyone to do it for him? Does it matter? In the end, no. Since we won, speaking on the winning side here, no. It the confidence, matter. the confidence put forth, was necessary to win. Does it matter whether it came from a place of truth or lie? Mm, that's a loaded question for you. I suppose it doesn't matter because you can't argue with the result. Exactly. But tell that to Dick's parents, since Dick is dead, and well, I'm he getting did, real nit- nitty gritty. And he, he did tell it to Dick's parents. Yeah. 
That actually was a very, very good letter. Very human. He yeah. wrote, there's a lot of humanity in Patton, but there's also a lot of just bastard. Yeah. As seen in that scene we just saw where he's in the medical tent, whispers something to the guy who's completely unconscious. Yeah. And then loses his shit over the guy crying because of his nerves. Yep. It's... Which is legit. I gotta go I with get, that. I get like... it. But that's... Mental health was also a, a thing in uh-huh. war. We didn't approach that in any war so far, but it is a thing. And it's to be dealt with after the war. Can't have people running off in the middle of war. That's true. But... And I say this as someone that's dealt with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's the healthiest thing for that soldier. No. But it is the healthiest thing for the war unit. But know that it's going to happen anyways. It's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's the consequences of having a draft. Yeah. You're going to get people who don't... Who should not be in war. And they shouldn't be there. Because you didn't care enough to look into that. You were just like, scoop them up, let's go. Yep. You'll do. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Well, yeah. And we're arguing tactics of world war ii in hindsight here yes it's a (laughs) completely pointless conversation that we're having but it's done well in the movie yes still raises those questions yep he does have kind of a different approach to war than we do today though yeah to some extent at least i mean part of him is the backseat general sitting in an office looking at a map but then he will actually be on the front lines. and Especially when he needs to be to properly motivate the troops. Exactly. Like, you dumb fucks, get your goddamn tanks across this river. Shoot the damn donkeys. Shoot the donkeys. Like, the, the thing needs to move. Yeah. You, you need to do your goddamn job. <laughs> oh. He's kind of flamboyant, though. Yeah? I knew that about him kind of going in here. Well, he's a poet. Exactly. He was a poet and a, sort of an odd dresser. <laughs> and everyone had to have their leggings and helmets. Yep. And the doctor. Cut some holes in your helmets. You can use your stethoscope. Yep. He's just very by the book, regardless of the situation. Well, it's... Make it work. It's a discipline factor. It is. And I understand the need for discipline in a situation like war. Yeah. It's kind of how you survive and win war. Exactly. You can't have your nerves crashing on you. And no poor bastard ever won a war by dying for his country. (laughs) Won a war by making the other poor bastard die for his. That's a great line. (laughs) No. That whole monologue at the beginning reminds me of the beginning of All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Which is why I'm a little uneasy about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's always great rhetoric when it comes to going into war. Yes. I assume we know what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just a matter of how much we see. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how far it goes. Yeah, do we finish the war, or do we just I get think to we Rome? Do. Or... Like I said, it's been 15 years since I watched this, mm-hmm. and I was probably high. So. Nice. Now you're high on patriotism. Because there is a bit of a vein of that in here. Yeah, we're allies, but Ike is acting like an ally, not an American. Yes. Don't quite know how to feel about that line. Well, it's the idealization of being an American. That's pretty again. much all it is, is that pick-headed exceptionalism. Which, 
worked for the time. Well, yeah, I get we kind of needed it, but we were also, it wasn't just us. No. That's my issue with that. Yeah. In World War Two, yes, we were Americans, but we were more than that in this war, because it wasn't just us. Yeah. You know, this bugs me when we talk about us fighting in World Wars, and we had allies. Yeah, and there's... It wasn't just us. It's still, this movie is still American war propaganda, so... Oh, very much so. This was in the middle of Vietnam. So I'm sure yep. there was an attempt to get people to rally around the flag. Where our next... America's never lost a war. <laughs> that aged like milk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. this Me is... too. I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah, let's go finish it. We've got another hour and a half here. So. Yep, it Strap is Strap in and try not to get yourself killed. <laughs> hopefully we'll see y'all at the end for the curtain call and uh, flag waving and celebration as we win. Raw America. Apparently there was an intermission. Yeah, we got about, <laughs> what, five, ten minutes after we actually stopped? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we were close. We were real close. Uh, we didn't miss too much. Just going in more into the shell-shocked soldier. Well said, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Eventually. I'm getting to see why they changed the name. Battle fatigue. Equals cowardice. Yep. Great Pat. And that slap earned him a severe reprimand. He had to apologize. <laughs> and yeah, you get the feeling that making an apology to a man like Patton is just an insult and a beneath him. Yeah, but he did it. He did do it because those were his orders. And it seemed to be a legitimate apology, too. That's true. He at least, uh... Tried to explain it from his point of view. Yep. Which is an understandable point of view, to be honest. I, absolutely. I want to smack some sense back into him so he can continue in the situation that he's in. Yep. Uh, I understand that my methods were not the correct methods, but the sentiment remains the same. <laughs> like most slabs, it should yeah. have happened, but the sentiment was there. <laughs> The motive was right, but the action was not right. <laughs> yeah. I heard that before. <laughs> huh. I don't know. In the end, I'm, I'm okay with there being this German periodic, we go to the Germans. Yeah, because that last one was pretty, yeah. Uh... That last one was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it does sort of, it contributes to, like, the, the fantasy that is Patton, the, the glorification of him, because that's really what this movie is. This is just a huge glorifying of him and what he stood for and with the war and, and all of that. Because we won, we can do that in hindsight, you know. I do kind of feel that his glorification is legitimate, though. Yes. He earned it. He did earn it. Because, yeah, if we didn't win the war, we would not have made this movie. We would have won it sooner if he'd been able to do more shit. And there's that side of it, too. <laughs> but as Carl Malden just said at the very end there, if it wasn't for that shell-shocked soldier, the war would have done planed out differently. Yes, that's Any very true. Would we have won quicker, or, you know... Well, Rommel was ready for what Patton would have done. Mm-hmm. 
So the fact that he was sidelined may have contributed to our winning the war. It's, yeah. And then using him as a decoy. Yeah. I never knew that about Patton. Neither did I. But that's quite fascinating. Yeah. Of course, Patton hated it. Of course. But it reasons. worked. But it For worked. obvious reasons. Because why would you sideline your best strategist? Mm-hmm. Just for slapping a guy. It doesn't quite make sense, but because of that, it worked. Apparently, the Germans were kind of obsessed with Patton. Legitimately so. Yeah. Any sort of actual strong man, they're going to fawn over. Yeah. One of the Germans said something about not uh, displeasing the Fuhrer, or not going against Hitler's orders. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that a sign of cowardice? A little bit. But we have that on the American side, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with my orders, but they are my orders, and I must carry them out. Not go against those orders. Despite Patton kind of going against orders. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. When you need to, you need to. And maybe just keep your damn mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> I agree with that. Except in the case of this podcast, because we need to not keep our mouths shut. The whole point of this is for us to talk about stuff mm-hmm. eloquently and stuff. <laughs> In quotes, eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> that was a running theme through here, though. His big damn mouth. Yep. Because it would get him in trouble, politically speaking. Because politics is a part of it. It's part of war. Yeah, but without his mouth, he wouldn't have been able to give the necessary orders. Like, he needed to... Be able to vocalize what he was thinking as he was thinking it mm-hmm. without political concern. Which is a nice pipe dream to have. Right. But there's political <laughs> concern. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's a thing. Unfortunately. I, my mouth has gotten myself in trouble. Oh, my dear. You dude. know, it happens. That's just sort of a nice reminder of your big damn mouth isn't the only big damn mouth in this world. Yes. Other mouths are going to disagree with you. I'm not saying that the things he had to say were necessarily wrong. <laughs> Riding the horse in the end. Basically comparing the Democrats and Republicans to the Nazis. There's truth to that. There is truth because to how that. how did you become a Republican? You joined a party. How did you become a Nazi? You joined a party. Politically speaking, of course. But then what is the party having you do? Yep. What are you doing for the sake of the party? Most people don't truly consider that. Mm-hmm. It's again, just one of those, oh, I made a comment that uh probably not going to understand. Oh, look, the papers ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I very much enjoyed this. It was a good movie. This was a good movie. A very good movie. It's a bit long. A little bit. And as usual, I'm sitting here going, we could probably cut it down a little bit, but I'm not sure where or what. Or but how. it's got an intermission. It recognizes that it needs it. Mm-hmm. There's some movies that don't. Mm-hmm. Could have used one. <laughs> yep. There's problems in here. Mainly how much we glorify war and heroism and victory. Well, Patton makes some it's... good points to that, too, Yeah, though. I'm not completely against it, but there's a big glorification I mean... of it. How much stupid shit could have been resolved if we hadn't pulled up short at the end of certain wars? 
we achieve, quote, victory and stop instead of actually dealing with the problem that caused the war in the first place. You just kick the whether, game down to the next war. <laughs> whether the solution to that problem is more war or not is entirely up to a debate. <laughs> but there's um something to be said for finishing what you start. And that's the fault of the winning side of any war. Yep. How you go about and, quote, afterwards. winning side. Mm-hmm. Like, did you really win if you didn't completely solve your problem? Mm-hmm. All you did was force surrender, and that's not necessarily winning. Yeah, force. Yeah. Yeah. But as we've seen at the end of oh, pretty much every war, it always happens. Yep. Pretty much. The winners get the spoils, and they get their way, and that paves the way for the next war. I do like what he has to say about modern warfare and the fact that, you know, we can launch missiles without any soldiers, there's no generals, there's no troops. I mean, we still we do we, still have that, but it's a lot different than it was yeah. when he was general. How do you glorify that? Where is the heroism? All it is, is is which side has more dead. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's uh, I'm not feeling kind of yeah. weird about war after he said that. Yeah. Because he practically humanized war in that little bit. <laughs> Well, war is a very human endeavor, and... I mean, it, it is. Well... But what we do to each other in war is not all that human. I mean... The uh, problem is, is that's very human, and we well, don't acknowledge that. Well, touche. We treat it, we call it inhuman because we don't want to believe that that's... That that's what we do what to each other. What we do, yeah. what, who we are. But it is. It's what we do. It's who we are. It's what we have done. We can't do anything about it if we refuse to accept it by labeling it as inhuman. But what we've done about it is just made it more efficient. We're very good at that. Yes. We have the money and the gasoline and the supplies. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Always gets depressing when we talk about war. You can't imagine why. Right. And I think every time we do mention this inhumanity and how it very much is our humanity, <laughs> despite not wanting it to be our humanity. Well, at least we're looking at it honestly. True. Better than the political look at it, which is how yeah. everyone else tends to look at it. Yeah. There's your inhumanity politics. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> I like how we touched on politics in here because it's a major part of war. And a huge influencer in how it all plays out. Yep. And how Patton didn't understand that at all. Which was part of what made him so effective. Yeah. Screws politics, I'm gonna... Do what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most part, he was right in what needed to be done. Yep. I mean, it always... It could have gone another direction of, well, he thought he knew what needed to be done. And it just made things worse. And your only real example in there is slapping the soldier. Because he thought he knew that's what needed to be done. And... Didn't necessarily make things worse, though. It turned him into a decoy and... It made things worse from his point of view. Yeah. he wanted it to go. There's that other side in this story. Yes. The ego of Patton. That... Yes. <laughs> that's why this movie is so long, because it needs to contain his ego in it. <laughs> And it still doesn't do that. Yes. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's not unwarranted because he did great things and and whatnot. Yeah. But it was was a pissing contest. Ah. Which I know war is basically that. 
to the generals and the leaders. But yeah. Good God. <laughs> I wanted to slap him. Well, Fuck over yourself. I wanted to slap Montgomery, but. Well, they both needed to be slapped. They were very, very similar yes. to each other. True. <laughs> they knew that and respected the game that they wanted to play. But the game they wanted to play was expensive, destructive, lots of blood and guts being spilled. I'm sorry, they were his guts, our blood. So yes. That's what, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever feeling um down in the dumps about war, or your sense of patriotism, <laughs> you can watch Patton and restore it. It's good for that. Yeah, it's what it was made for. Yeah. But it is a well-done movie. Very well done. And George C. Scott earned his goddamn Oscar. Oh, yeah. Even if he didn't want it. No. It was damn good. Thank you for picking this movie, Joshua. You're welcome. It was a good choice. Thank you for watching it with me. Mm-hmm. I forgot how much I liked it. Yeah. I remembered it's, liking it, but... It's pretty solid. It's yeah. a very good movie. No women in it. Well, there are. They don't have lines, though. Not really. There's the one woman giving the speech in, in Nutsford. Oh, right, right, right. That's so that was like a whole women's social club or something. Yeah, yeah. That speech at with the dog. Willie. <laughs> with the dog Willie. Uh, anyway, follow us on Twitter. You should follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Support us on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Visit us at CrackerClassics.com. CrackerClassics at gmail.com. And don't start a war unless you're really damn sure that you can finish it. How about just don't start a war? Yeah, George didn't start that war. He just knew how to finish it. Yep. So, yeah, don't start it. Finish it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye!